All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding the line, chance to... Face off. The Daily Face Off. The Daily Face Off podcast with your host, Brock Seguin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 43 of the Daily Face Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Seguin. To my left, you're usually on my right, but to my left, Beams Bondi. How's it going, Beams? I swear I'm always on the left. I no, know. you're always on the right. Okay. All it's right. bullshit. It, it felt warm and comfy over here, <laughs> but now I'm just uncomfortable all, all together. It's going to be a rough show now. And in Brantford, I think I got it right, Dylan yep. D. Person, how's it going, D? Pretty good. How you doing, Broccoli? It's like you're a like a wrestler, like a boxer, a UFC fighter. Every time I announce, like Dylan yeah, D, you just like drag on birth out of Brantford, Ontario. You should do that. Dude. Yeah, like, D just throws his hat, hands up in his room. The no one neck, sees it, but the ne- yeah, just, just starts walking in. Yeah, all fired. I up. do the con- I'm doing the Connor Walker. Yeah, <laughs> arms just flailing <laughs> behind you. I'm just the next Bruce Buffer. Nice. But uh, we got a brother who does WWE. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a huge episode. Jam back. Long Lost Brothers. Did you guys know that, by the way, about no. the Buffer Bros? No. That's they cool. were like, they had, I don't know, they were like estranged, like they're half brothers and they didn't know each other growing up. And then they just it, Again, classic D vocals. off the top of my head. So these, but yeah. I know that's the story. And they met like years later and they were just both doing voice stuff. Oh, I feel like you just read the most ridiculous shit and have so much useless knowledge just upstairs. 
right. And I can't, it, <laughs> right. I can't just recall it on a whim either. Like it needs to come out naturally. <laughs> like, if you ask me to tell you a story, I, I couldn't tell you anything. No, <laughs> but you heard guys. buffers like I know there. something about them. Hey, yeah. Tell me a story. Yeah. Uh, 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 Nothing. <laughs> Just nothing. I bought a coffee today and it was two fourteen and I only had two ten and she took it. <laughs> nice. Good story. November Mo. Times are tough, A D. Yeah, time hey. Well, that wasn't the point of the story, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> the life of a college student right there. <laughs> I had a nickel at home, okay? So. <laughs> I just forgot it. <laughs> Yeah, have you seen that uh, Tim Hortons commercial where that mom just keeps driving through the drive-thru and her coffee's always oh, paid for? Super she find- cheese, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to do that for D. It's going to go yeah. to Timmy's. It's oh, always I, paid I, for. Oh, it's paid I don't for. Know if we, we've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on air, but I'm definitely the guy who ends that train. Oh, yeah. You're you're not the pay-it-forward guy. You're like, yep. I'm right. the guy the pay-it-forward starts for, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and ends with. <laughs> yeah. I'm the reason pay-it-forward is a thing. <laughs> then you're just like, no. Nah. Not paying for it yeah, today. Yeah. I'm, I'm the guy that ends that trade. With Kevin Costner. Not Kevin yeah, Costner. We should, Kevin we should probably segue this right into the Patreon, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah we, <laughs> D can't afford coffee. Go ahead, D. Go uh, go ahead and promote the Patreon account. Um, I'm not good at that. You don't it's, have any... You have no, no Patreon knowledge? Uh, you're like the Patreon guy. You right? are the Patreon guy. Well, I I'm just the, here to thank and appreciate the people who support... <laughs> Yeah. The Daily Faceoff Podcast. Okay, well, I'm not signed in right now, so I'll, I'll thank them all at the end of the show. Because let's get right into fantasy hockey because it's okay. just it's ridiculous. We have a jam-packed show. So I probably I probably tried to stuff too much shit into one show. Yeah, but we're, we're going to try to get to all of it. The boys aren't happy with me about the length of this podcast. The guy uh, just claims he's going to do a segment called Finish That Sentence. And like, oh yeah, I just put one word. I look over at his screen and I'm just seeing a full page worth of stuff. <laughs> Just a paragraph. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah. One word, boys. D's always talking about content. I'm trying to give it to him here. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> as Peeve just mentioned, we're going to do a segment called Finish That Sentence. I've got a sentence with a blank, and I want you guys to fill in the blank. Yeah. So it could be called Fill in the Blank. Minor I suppose, essays. Too. Yeah, or, or if you're me, you can fill in a, a large sentence or yeah, two. I didn't realize that. I put in one word. So. Yeah, that's okay. One word's yeah, good, too. One word's probably even better than what I'm going to do. Sometimes I just go off on a little bit of a tangent. Uh, but, Beebs, since you got one word, we'll start with you. Finish like that me. sentence, Beebs. If you were Gerard Gallant, you would blank after being fired. I would keep my bags packed and... Start looking at the Las Vegas uh, housing market because I think there's going to be a call coming very soon uh, from the Golden Knights. That's uh, that's like that. It's pretty accurate, I think. Yeah. D. If you were Gerard Gallant, you would blank after being fired by the Florida Panthers. I would say not worry, um, just because the way the media has painted it, and probably pretty accurately so, is that uh, the Panthers might have overreacted, and uh, you know. Doesn't really seem like a lot of blame is being placed on Gallant, which always bodes well for coaches' uh, future job prospects. Yeah, it just sounds like there was a big disagreement between upper management and Gallant. He wanted a different team than they kind of right. gave him. He wanted a big team, they wanted a fast team. But well, wasn't there I, some execs that came in after he was already there too? Yeah, yeah. There was which like I don't always, think he was. Yeah, that's never really good. You, they always no. you always want your own guy in it. In, yeah, exactly. For behind sure. the bench, but if you were Gerard Gallant, you would talking to myself here. I would have flipped the f- out for them for making them take <laughs> making me take a cab back to the hotel. I'm bitched about them not ordering me an Uber at least. Uh, then I probably would have went home, called my old team, the Detroit Red Wings, and asked Ken Holland when they were going to fire Jeff Blaschel and hire me. 
after Ken Holland laughs at me, I would take Biebs' advice and move the f*** to Las Vegas and wait for the call. Because he's going to be the head coach of the Golden Knights, who might not be the Golden Knights for long, apparently. There's yeah. some, a lot of stuff going on there. With that the... they were okay with it. Though. What? Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, apparently like the Army has... Uh, a Golden Knights. Yeah, like it's like a parachuting fleet or something like that that was named the Golden Knights way back in the day. So they kind of had a problem with it. But according to Biebs, they don't... have a military history? Is that a thing? The owner? Beats me, dude. Maybe that's why they're cool. I don't know, but I saw a thing. That's a classic like, D half. half yeah, yeah, again, D just yeah. <laughs> could be true, could not be true. We've we've learned to uh, to believe you though. Also, that was I, I'm more or less the purpose is just to lead the, the listeners to Google. Yeah, <laughs> we should get sponsored by Google for the amount of times you just send people there. We did comment on how Brock just like made two f bombs, and I loved it. I was fired up. I really liked great. Gerard Gallant, man. Really he also great. dropped an S-bomb in the first, like, 10 seconds of the show. That's totally. how I knew it was going to be a rowdy app. Yeah. <laughs> I've been getting rowdier and rowdier every week. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, know what? The real reason I'm rowdy right now is because I just messed up a likely on Daily Faceoff thanks to my boy Paul Hendrick, who I usually rarely listen to when he talks about probable starters. But today I was like, you know what? I'm going with Paul. And I literally tweeted out, good guy Paul Hendrick is going with Freddie Anderson as his probable starter, so I will too. And then Enroth started, and he just oh. screwed me. So <gasps> it was brutal. So for all those people that are just pissed at me right now, I'm sorry. Blame it on Paul. Uh, and I'll take some blame too. No but one was Paul Anderson on the back. Is a that. great guy. Yeah, Don't blame it on Paul. Yeah, he's clearly misled. Yeah, <laughs> and in his defense, he only ever said likely, Brock. Yeah, I said likely too. Well, I never confirmed him. I only said probable. But I was worried about it all day, and my my I was you know. It was for the right reasons because it turned out that he wasn't starting. But anyways, let's continue finishing those sentences. D, we'll go back to you. The number one lightning or the goalie's number. <laughs> Jesus, the lightning's number one goalie should be blank. Vishalevsky. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think they're best off going one A one B to finish off the season. They need to know what they have in each goalie going into the expansion draft. Um, and I still think Bishop could potentially be a trade target for teams down the road, even if he does continue to struggle. But they need to give him the chance to get his numbers up at least. And we still don't know if Vashlevsky's capable of taking on that larger role. Uh, by all accounts and the amount of games he has played, it seems like he has been. He will be, sorry. Um, but I just don't think it'd be too smart to totally hand off the reins to him yet. And at the same time, obviously, just plugging Bishop in there night in, night out isn't quite working. So uh, I would go with a 1A, 1B end the season. Because at the same time, like you have to figure out what you have in Vashlevsky, and you know it, you kind of need to try to build the value back up on Bishop as well. <laughs> that was a that was a really good word that you used there. Vashlevsky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> Beebs, who are you going with as the Lightning's number one starter? Should be okay. So this this segment was full speed on last week's, um, and I didn't put them both together as nicely as D, but I, I said kind of the exact same thing. Give them a nice fifty fifty slip. So, yeah. 50-50 switch. So on my computer today, I wrote Bishop. Bishop? <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like it's like yours, but the other way around. Um, no, you should I, know I did mine off the top of my head, yeah, too. Yours is good. Um, yours is a lot better than mine. What I, I was just like, yeah, just give him 50-50. It's a good call. Like, right now. Oh, that's a less ship. Ooh. <laughs> Jesus, gay. Doesn't mind. Go ahead, No, I'm, I'm done. You're disagreeing yeah, with him? I told you one line. We're out. I think yeah. that I think you guys are on the same fa- are on the right track. I agree. Uh, we are but on the same I, page I think too, that yes. I would maybe 
kind of the same thing that they're doing in Pittsburgh right now. I think I would lean a little bit more towards Vasilevsky and then kind of force Bishop to play play his way back into that role because he hasn't sure. played well at all. Vasilevsky right. has played good sucks. aside from yesterday. So I think I would just like maybe give a heavier split to Vasilevsky right now, see what he can do with it, kind of like you said, D, and then make Bishop work to get that job back. So I'm going with Vasilevsky by a hair as the 1A. We'll give B to Bishop. Did you learn that strategy from your Red Wings, giving the job to Jimmy Howard? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. It worked. All right. Um, okay, Beebs, the Blue Jackets are a blank team. Oh, I totally didn't load this one up. Um, had this one last week, too. And I put... Um, Absolutely ridiculous, but exciting team. <laughs> and somehow an offense that works with John Tortorella. It's working really well. Yeah, it's uh, they're, I, it sounds weird, but like I like watching Columbus Blue Jacket games now. I find myself, I got center ice, and I find myself watching them, and I don't know, they're just exciting. Like, like they the beat the lines are great. shit yeah. out of Tampa. When they night. get going, they get going. And uh, they're they're just a really exciting team and unexpected. So. I.e. score 10 goals. When they get going, yeah. they get going. Uh, D, the Blue Jackets are a what team? I say a volatile team because you never know which way this team is going to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at them from year to year, and it's been really up and down. Right now, they're really riding Bobrovsky out, and that was, you know, basically any time they've been competitive over the last four or five years, that's basically been the case. You've got guys like Cam Atkinson, you know, stepping it up. Uh, Sam Gagne doing reasonably well. And then, yeah, Alex Wenberg, obviously killing it, has and been highlighted before. welcome show. back, Felino. Felino's yeah. played a lot better. That's what I mean, yeah. And what was, I mean, what was Felino doing two years ago, right? He's killing it. So, uh, they just got Seth Jones back. I still think... They would could be doing better under a uh, different coaching scheme, but that's just me and Tortorella beefing. Um, <laughs> back at it again. Back at it again. Well, I, oh, I forgot to mention Morinsky, by the way, but like to me, like uh, I don't know. He just seems like way too uh, – I guess volatile is the word. He kind of just goes off small sample sizes all the time, and you know, uh, we saw what happened with Johansson last year. But, yeah. you know, they got Seth Jones and – because they knew Wenberg was coming in to take that first-line center spot. <laughs> sure, sure, Just sure. Like for, for me, the Blue Jackets are a Bobrovsky team. Wow. Yeah. If yeah, he like goes it. down, they're screwed. Tell me Curtis Macklin. He's like a mini-carry that price. Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's what, exactly what I was going to say. He <laughs> means, I think he means just as much to the Blue Jackets as Price means to the Canadians. Uh, if he goes down, they're done. I mean, Corpusal, he played okay last year. McElhaney's, McElhaney's nobody. Um but I also think that they're a potent, they're, they're a playoff team too. I got burned last year with the Blue Jackets. I said they were a playoff team, um, and then the, the, the wheels kind of fell off under Ted Ted uh, Rich, Todd Richards. Sorry. Uh, then they hired your boy Torts, like traded Rijo, and then they just went to shit. Uh, but this year, like you mentioned, they added Zach Rowenski, Sam Gagne, who's back playing good hockey, uh, a healthy Bobrovsky. And then an improved Nick Foligno from from last year, an improved Brandon Sad, Alex Wenberg. They're a, they're a pretty good hockey team. Seth Jones is a hell of a defenseman. Him and Wierenski together are Gross. greasy, Gross. just nasty. Yeah. And then like not to mention like there's still some good pieces down in, you know on that blue line. I mean Jack Johnson's not the greatest hockey player ever, but he's serviceable. Take him out of three. Uh, yeah, you know Ryan Murray's a, still an up and coming defenseman if he could ever stay healthy. Yeah. Um, they just. Torts is really the uh, Torts and Bobrovsky's health are the two things that just scare everybody away from the Blue Jackets because I think it is still only a matter of time before we see Bobrovsky placed on IR with groin injury because that just seems to happen every single year. Um, 
But okay, let's go rapid fire uh, section here. D. Mark Andre Fleury will start blank amount of games for the rest of the season. Uh, what do they, have left? Ju- they have sixty games left. Sixty? Okay. Uh, I'll say twenty-five. Thirty-five. Beeps. Fleury will start blank games for the rest of the season. Uh, I had Fleury getting. I had him just finishing the season with forty, which would give twenty-six more to him. So yeah, so I was one off a D. So he has twenty-six more starts. Okay. Yeah. I said twenty-two. Oh. 22. But that's if he stays with Pittsburgh for the remainder of the year. Yeah, that was also so it, pending mine. Um, Biebs, the next coach to be fired will be? Um, I, I You're going to say the one that I actually wanted, so I'll leave that. But I, I took Willie Desjardins. Um, I remember two weeks ago when he was the expected fired coach, and then uh, Vancouver's kind of picked it up a tiny bit. Um, I think they're going to go back into their they're little still shell too. of lack of scoring and sucking. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Willie... Sorry, Willie. They just don't seem to be on the same page out in Vancouver. Um, I mean, I'm not Bo a Vancouver fan. Yeah, Bo Horvat's on fire. Yeah, he is, and uh, he's a stud. But he better be if you I actually Corey stacked Sander up. For him. I actually stacked up the uh, on the Canucks last night. It kind of worked. I don't know what I was thinking, but Saber Sim told me to do it, so <laughs> I was like down. Saber Sim. Uh, D. The next coach to be fired will be. Uh, I'll go with Desjardins. On top of being an awful team, they've got the worst PDO in the league, which is just the rest <laughs> of the coach getting fired. <laughs> That's absurd. Yeah. For me, the next coach that will be fired will be Jack Capuano. Um, I, they've made a lot of weird moves. I know that Garth Snow just came out and kind of gave a, a vote of confidence to Capuano. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like all Islanders fans, all reporters. Does he live in his pool house or something? Yeah, I think he lives like in his car the way he looks behind the bench every day. His hair's always <laughs> a disaster. He's just... I don't know. That team is just because he has no one but John Tavares. That team team. is just in a disarray. Uh, So I'm going Jack Capuano. Now staying with coaches here, Biebs. Lindy Ruff is blank for benching John Klingberg twice. Absolutely breaking fantasy owners' hearts. A lot of people took this guy in the early rounds, (laughs) and he is just shattering us by doing it twice. Um, But honestly, I think it's a really, really good message. Uh, This team's been. This team's been terrible. (laughs) At defense. <laughs> 79 goals against. That's most in the league. They're not scoring like they were before. And when you're giving up the most goals in the league, and this is what you consider one of your top two defensemen, he's a uh, – I had it, but I'm pretty sure it's like a minus 16 or something. Just absolutely ridiculous. Minus 10 maybe. Um, he's been – maybe eight. But he's been really <laughs> bad defensively. Um, from games that I've watched, it's uh, – you know, he the offense is there, but you got to play on both sides of the puck, and that's what they need from one of their top D-men. They're super thin on the blue line, and just by benching him is kind of just a huge statement. So He's a minus eight, by the way. D. Yeah, that's it. Lindy Ruff is blank for benching John Klingberg twice. Dumb. Don't blame your young defenseman for the fact that your two goalies have a 906 and 885 save percentage, respectively. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, that was very similar to mine. I said Lindy Ruff is reaching for benching Klingberg twice. I think he's trying to find a scapegoat, and Klingberg's probably not the right guy at this point to be scapegoated right now. And just let Definitely not the first young, skilled puck-moving defenseman to take a probably unwarranted backlash from your coach. We saw it happen to Gosses Bear too. Happened yeah. to Goss's Bear when their goaltending was just super brutal in Philadelphia too. He it was, was crazy though. He got he I think it was he got healthy scratch the same day he was named Pennsylvania or Philadelphia like uh, athlete of the year. 
pretty bizarre. Maybe that's why I, he I just don't. I don't know, man. Like, is he surprised the goaltending has been this bad? This has been the issue for the last three yeah, years. And like, yeah, it's not, not like your goalies changed. are coming into form. Like, they're coming out yeah. of form. Yeah. Gotta, they're getting gotta, worse. I don't know. They're they're only getting older. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. Lindy's Lindy old Lindy forever though. Like the other day we had like Jason Spezza playing like the fourth line. It's like I don't know. He's just trying to send messages all over. But Lindy. But like benching Klingberg is not the answer, I don't think. But okay, last finish that sentence, and it is not hockey related, but it's some of the biggest news in sports for those of you that still give a shit. Uh, Tiger Woods will return to golf starting tomorrow. So my question, starting with you, D, is Tiger Woods will blank in his return to golf? Make the cut. Nice. That's what I wrote too. <laughs> nice. I think it's a reasonable goal, and I am definitely a, a Tiger fan. Full disclosure. Yeah. Um, definitely got me in a golf growing up. Uh, so you know, I just want to see a few fist pumps this weekend. Is all I really care about. Just a super long, like sixty-four foot putt. Just huge fist pump. We're back. I still, you know what? He's gonna win the Masters when he's like forty-seven. He's gonna pull a Nicholas. Something. Yeah. Something crazy's happening. He's he's on uh, his way back. But we I'm always, always holding up hope for Tiger, man. Just like all we need is four days of vintage Tiger. You know? Yeah, it'd be so awesome. I hope it's not this weekend, though. Like, just, Stop. like, I want Thanks. him to slowly get back to health and then, like, vintage Tiger in, like, a sick tournament. But Biebs will start. Oh, I want him to win one tournament over the next 10 years and have it be the Masters. Yeah. Oh, it'd be unreal. Yeah. Just, like, a couple close finishes and then just win the Masters. Just rolls one down the slope at 16 again. <laughs> yeah. Biebs, Tiger Woods will blank in his return to golf. I have to start by saying, like, I, I am, like, the smallest golf fan you'll oh. ever find. But... <laughs> Tiger Woods, and that's why I can say this, Tiger Woods will let everyone down again in his return to golf. Uh, I mean, I There's don't, no expectations. I don't like... watch golf, but I, do, I have heard all the hype about him coming back. Um, people are excited. I mean, it's Is he going to get hurt? Yeah. yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. I think he's not even going to make the full Like 15th like, hole. He's making like two days, and then he's like, oh, I'm back. Oh, and he's, he's got those everyone's cyber- just like he's, uh, he's like the million dollar man yeah <laughs> it's so it's so funny because i'm not even gonna say i said we'll make the cut as well um i don't remember this is totally like d i, I have information in my head but i can't remember who said it um nice. but some sounds totally credible uh, let's go one of these golf reporters out there uh oh. the other day he tweeted or said on like a show that uh there's no way that like a guy who hasn't played competitive golf for over a year can come back and com- compete. I was just like, all bro, right. like bro, first just, of all, it's competitive golf, golf is golf. Right? Yeah, like, it's just no golf. Difference. You just got to go and play the best you can. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, what I was going to exactly. say. Like, no like dude, like thing. I could go out and play like with like my worst friends ever and have put 20 bucks on the it's line. not like hockey yeah. where you have to have your legs moving with your feet yeah. with your head like and that stuff you goes just gotta go out time. there and it's like not... play by yourself and shoot the best right. you like, can there's regardless. obviously getting into a group but like my whole point is there besides maybe your mentality there's no difference between a practice round and the final round on no. Sunday. and the yeah. pin placements yeah it's like i was just like diamond and, I, and then i was like also this is tiger woods like the greatest golfer like of all time yeah, arguably there's one like, person, if there's one person that can it, definitely do it and but, not to mention, like, the strongest mentality you could ever imagine. It doesn't athlete. give a shit about anybody or anything. But uh, Stupid Y.E.A. and crack that armor, man. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, before we get to the break, uh, today I threw it out there to everybody kind of saying, hey, let's just, what do you guys want to hear? What do you want us to talk about uh, on the show today? And somebody wanted to hear some buy low, sell high candidates. Right. A lazy yet democratic approach. We got you. Yeah, well, I didn't know what to talk about. I was really kind of, I was kind of just like, what do you guys got for us? So, um, 
I want to throw it out to JetFanJoe305. He was the one that really wanted us to talk about Gerard Gallant, which we touched on. Um, Had a nice we, combo. On pretty Twitter. sure he's actually a Panthers fan. Yeah, he is. But. Well, at least a Yager fan, as we Maybe, maybe he's New York like, Jets? Yeah, New York Jets is what I'm thinking. Um, and then we've got... Oh. What'd you say? Got the Instagram follow from this guy, so I swapped over platforms. Oh, did you? fans are making it to Instagram now. And then we got Andy Chopra. He was the one that said what did he say again buy low sell high no he was the one who suggested our awards that we're doing in oh the yeah half. in the second half sorry yeah Absolutely. in the second half we're doing fantasy hockey quarterly awards that was courtesy of annie chopra hope i pronounced your name right if not i'm so sorry um and then i can't even remember where did it go somebody told us to do buy low sell high can't find it right now but we're doing it anyway for you whoever you are oh he's right here jeff and joe pgh dave nat Dave Nat. So thanks, oh, no, Dave Jeff Nat. and Joe is here. Okay, my bad. My so anyway, so let's do some buy low, sell high. D, we'll start with you. Who are you buying low on? I'm buying low on Aaron Ekblad. Yeah, you are. Friend of the show. Not really. Uh, more like a mascot of the show. Yeah. The way we're yeah, Him and Risto. Yeah. But, uh, Risto! You know, <laughs> we've probably talked about him enough this season, but uh, he just really made, does make for the perfect buy low candidate right now. And uh, a couple of stats that I did not realize what was happening – uh, so he's got one assist, got it last night. That's hype. Um, he's on pace for 21 goals still. He's got six yeah. so far. All, he's always been productive on the back end since he's come into the league. He uh, fired 170 and 182 shots in his first two seasons, respectively. Uh, but his shot production has actually increased this year, and he's on pace for a whopping 257 shots. That's almost Brent Burns' territory. Yep, by 100, uh, but almost. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's almost done. Yeah. It's uh, 8.3 shooting percentage is nearly identical to the 8.2 he put up last year, meaning 20 goals at this rate of shooting is way more than reasonable. Uh, his lack of assists, despite the uptick in shots from the blue line, is pretty puzzling, but it can mostly be chalked up, I believe, to his teammates shooting under 5% when he's on the ice. Uh, and, you know, just don't blame Ekblad for his teammates being a snake bitten. I think things will turn, and uh, when they do... Uh, you're going to be happy you bought low on him. So just try to get in before getting gets too good. Yeah, it's crazy because I think I talked about it a little bit last week, D, while you weren't on the show. I went on uh, another podcast, and they were asking me for kind of like a buy low type of guy. And my guy was Ekblad. And at the time, his uh, this was like a week and a half or two weeks ago. And at the time, his on-ice shooting percentage was like 1.8. Like his teammates yeah. just like did not score at <laughs> all. And like even though it's went up 4%, he's, it's still only turned into one assist. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's it's, got a couple goals, so like that helps too. But it's just it's insane how bad it was. And it, right, and as the Panthers it, start to get healthier, right, like it should help in that regard. But like, okay, even if he stays on this same pace, he gets four assists, right? Yeah. Uh, if he's getting 21 goals from the back end, that still makes it. Oh, yeah. Especially, and like a lot of leagues uh, still count shots, and if he's really want to 275. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy. But uh, Biebs, by low. My by low is um, actually someone that I had a friend come to me and ask if they should pick off the waiver wire this week, and I almost started laughing. Oh, I got to get um, one for that, too. It's uh, Ryan O'Reilly of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, for, and for those of you who have kind of been sleeping since last night, uh, Jack Eichel's back, yep. and that means that Ryan O'Reilly's back. So Ryan O'Reilly had two goals and an assist last night in Eichel's debut. Um, he was kind of struggling to start the year, fighting injuries and stuff. He's now averaging in his last three games just uh, in between 22, 23 minutes, which is pretty phenomenal for a forward. Look at Playing, the shots on goal, too. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's back to being Ryan O'Reilly. This is a guy who made Team Canada, and people seem to forget that. When you're dropping someone who made, like, I mean, fantasy-wise, 
team making team can anyways. That means he's a good forward. He's, he's talented, really good. Um, I like Ryan O'Reilly. He's only eighty four percent owned now, which uh, probably because people are dropping him. Um, this is a guy that a lot of people are going to be frustrated with. He at any time could grab that right winger eligibility as well um, as he like he had last year where he had three positions but for now he's still center left wing eligible um, definitely a guy you could grab uh, people don't tend to like Sabres and they haven't been scoring <laughs> this year but then again people forget Jack Eichel hasn't been there oh yeah uh, Eichel's gonna help everybody huge. I'm on team. one of the biggest Eichel fans so I try not to you know get too, too hot on him but Risto's uh, about to start picking it up too. everyone's about to pick it up Risto picked up Two assists for me last night across mm-hmm. my three leagues, so that was pretty phenomenal yep. seeing that come back. But yeah, I like Ryan O'Reilly. Definitely someone to uh, to toss, uh, you know, one of your bottom end players at and see what you can do. Speaking of somebody who texted me asking if they should pick this guy up, I got a text the other day. Uh, yeah, somebody dropped Jonathan Taves in my league. Should I scoop him? <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yes. It's like, how long is he gonna be out for? I'm like, like two days, like, like not much longer. He's like, should I pick him up? He's like, should I drop Matt Duchesne for him? I was like, what? Like, you have nobody worse than Matt Duchesne. What is this, a four-team league? Yeah, and then he, he sent me his phone, or he sent me, like, a screenshot of his team. It's not a very deep league, which is even more baffling why Jonathan Taves would be being dropped still. Um, but he, he, he texted me his team, and then he had Bobby Ryan on his team. Some of his defense weren't that good. I'm like, well, dude, like, definitely drop Bobby Ryan. Oh, yeah. Then Bobby Ryan goes out and injures his hand yesterday, too. So, thank you. Luckily, he was able to scoop Jonathan Taves before it was uh, too late. <laughs> Some leagues just like hurt my head. Yeah, you know Dude, what? I uh, I had my roommate tell me a story about one of the leagues he's in. There was a trade straight up uh, redraft league, no keeper, Morgan Riley for Alexander Ovechkin. Jesus, right. you know, man, I've been so <laughs> bad in fantasy hockey. Been so bad in fantasy hockey really this year. Good. It's just baffling try. to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the first two, and second in my well, two leagues. Two of my What's leagues. Good? Two of my leagues. You get like one point for like every category you take. Yeah, those aren't. And fun. they're awful. I hate them yeah, so much. And like, as much as it'll like kind of blow your mind, the one person who probably forgets to set his lineup the most is me. Like I forget <laughs> you to have set my lineup. No excuse, dude. I do though. I no, work on this shit all day, no, and then like, the, like I can't wait to just close my computer and like not pay you attention. Have no excuse. I don't, and I do. I just like I never, I never pay this. attention. Like I honestly, like my, I'm more invested in like other people's fantasy teams than I am my own. Like I'm I don't. Not. No. Like in some of my no. leagues, I'm winning the league, but <laughs> in other leagues, this. I'm literally just like in dead last. Like it's baffling to me. But it's all because like I don't set my lineup for like. A couple days, and then I lose like ten nothing in a category league, and that literally counts yeah. as like ten yeah. points. It's like what? It's bullshit, Brock. That frustrates me. Like if I was in a league with you, I'd just be like, man, people. He always... gets way too hung up about people not setting their. Uh, it, uh, it's not like on a weekly thing. It's just like just like some nights I just forget, and it sucks. Every morning on my first break at it's work, right, which you have at home, no, I don't get go... breaks. You work There's no home. breaks. There's no such thing as breaks. So I'm, I'm here break, serving the people. I go to the bathroom. See, I, I wish I could bring my that. phone with me. You're here. And I set my lineups. I can't wait to. I can't. Your boss listens, eh? I don't care. <laughs> they don't have. They know what I do when I poo. <laughs> Anyways, my buy low candidate. Now, I didn't realize how low this guy's uh, own percentage was. So this could also just be a really good waiver wire pickup. But mine is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who is shockingly only 24% on I guess it's not that shocking considering his production so yeah, far this sucks. year. Uh, I'm so shocked. So he's, far. he's playing the least minutes, which isn't something that you're really looking for that he's played in a couple of years. But he's also averaging more shots per game than he ever has in his career. So it's kind of a weird scenario. I think he's just in a different position than he's ever been in. He's shooting the puck a lot more uh, than he ever has. He's on pace for 200-plus shots for the first time in his career. Uh, but right now, 
His shooting percentage is a career low 4.3. Uh, his career shooting percentage is 10.6. In addition to that, his on-ice shooting percentage, which factors in his teammates as well, is 4.5, which is 35th lowest in the NHL. Basically, the only guys lower than that are like Chris Thorburn, Chris Neal, uh, just career fourth liners. So honestly, at 24% owned, if you if he is owned, like like I know I'm in a couple keeper leagues, he's owned in both of them. So he's probably only owned in keeper leagues. I still think he's a guy worth targeting. I think people kind of forget that he was a kid that went first overall, was super hyped. He's a good hockey player still. He's, a very good hockey he's player. really good. He's just overshadowed by McDavid and Dreisaitl over there. But uh, right now he's playing with you know Jordan Eberle, which is going to help. It's only a matter of time before Nuge starts putting the puck in there, starts picking up assists. Just the same thing with Aaron Eckblad and, and uh, Ryan O'Reilly. So if he is available in your league, I suggest you pick him up. If not, uh, trade for him for somebody probably pretty shitty right now because I don't think Nuge own, owners are really that high on him uh, at this point. No. Uh, but D, if you're buying low, who you, you got to sell high. Who are you selling high on? Uh, I'm going to talk about Wayne Simmons for a bit here. Uh, he set a career high season to go with 32 goals. And he's currently on pace for 38 in his age 28 season, which is not typically when you see guys break out. Um, and believe it or not, his shot production is actually down. He averaged 2.83 a game last season. He's at an even 2.5 through 24 games. So nothing uh, huge, but uh, it does suggest, as you would guess, that his shooting percentage is up uh, to the tune of 18.3%. He does have a career average of 13.3, so slightly above average. But uh, if you're a fan of the show, you know this is a classic recipe for a sell-high candidate on the DFO Potter. <laughs> and uh, I just think it makes a lot of sense right now. Um, there's, It's definitely a position of need for a lot of fantasy owners. And, uh, you know, just to be clear, I think Simmons is a great player. But, uh, you know, 11 goals through 24 games, I believe, uh, is going to get some people probably a little more excited about him than he should be. And I do expect him to kind of fall back down to the 30-goal pace before the season's done so i would try to cash in on him now yeah because like the one thing that's really neat about selling high on guys that were also drafted high and like people like love is that you can like really cash in on them like you can sell sell high on guys that are just hot for like the moment but guys like simmons that are like really hot that are also just really good got a bit of star powder yeah like their name carries a lot of weight in trades Mm -hmm. and those are the type of guys that like i mean if morgan riley can get traded for alex (laughs) shit (laughs) you could probably find an an alex ovechkin owner out there that's willing to deal for wayne simmons so i I like that move a lot uh i wayne simmons is one of my favorite players in the nhl he's gonna score 30 again or like at least 29 like, I think he's what he averaged, had, like, 28, 29, 30 the last three years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's a goal under averaging a clean 30 a season. Yeah, which is great. 89 in his last three seasons. Yeah, he's just, he's absolutely phenomenal. But uh, he is overwhelmingly hot right now. Uh, I think, I don't know, I just don't love the Flyers this year. I just No, they're, they're scary. Scare they're, me. Yeah, they're, they're, they make me nervous. Uh, but who are you selling high on their uh, Biebs? Can I say one more thing about the setting the lineup thing? They have a start active players. Dude, button. I swear to God, it does not work on my computer. I, Sometimes I, like, it doesn't I'll, work. I'll click it, and then like I'll go back and be like, oh, yeah, I, set my, I finally set my lineup today. And I'll go back and look and be like, I got people all over my bench. Like, this is some bullshit. I just, you. you know what? It's funny because I've said this for years. Every single league I'm in on ESPN, I'm sick. I do sick in. Every league I'm in on Yahoo, I do shit. I've never placed in a yahoo i hate dude i hate yahoo so much i can't stand yahoo i've never placed in a yahoo league ever and it's garbage yeah that's a great name though segan genesis oh do not give that to that guy that's d's current roommate Um, Segan genesis right yeah 
but it's but it's, no, it's actually a phenomenal name. Yeah. It's great, and it's a keeper league, and he's had Tyler Sagan since like day one, so it's it's really legit. But does he set his lineup? Here. Yeah, oh yeah, he sets the lineup. I respect him. The commissioner. Um, yeah, he better. Uh, or else I'll, I'll take over. No, anyways, um, my sell high guy is someone that I love ripping on because. For those of you who don't know the story, yeah. this guy big leagued me once. I am God. pissed off about it still. I can't wait till this guy retires. I have to stop hearing about it. Marion Hosa, <laughs> sell him high. A serious bone to pick with you. Yeah. He's currently ranked uh, 36, and that's, I'm looking at it in a penalty league, so he's probably even higher in leagues that actually have regular categories that aren't penalties. Um, but he has 11 goals, 6 assists uh, through his first, I apologize, 23 games. Uh, he has looked great, but the issue in Chicago right now is... People are hurt, and the guys who are filling in just are really not that good. Um, he's currently playing with Vince Hinostrova. Stroza. Sure. That's, is that not an Italian dish of some sort? <laughs> um, and then Ryan Hartman, who's a phenomenal up-and-coming player. Um, but Hosa, since, uh, as you mentioned, Jonathan Taze is injured. But um, since some of these injuries, he hasn't had a point in the last five games, and uh, I don't really see him getting back to the point per game that he was at before those five games. Um, I just want to remind everyone this guy had 33 points last year through 64 games. Oh, that feels good because you know what I called at the beginning of the year? Him being a bust. So uh, I think he's going to bust again this year, and I'm just going to call it right now Uh, again. So sell him high. Get some value for this guy. To your point, BBC, shooting 20%. He is shooting 20%, and that's going to go down because (laughs) I hope so. He's also shooting 100% on bigger than me. To Hosa's point, he shot 6% last year, and he's a career 12% shooter. So the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But I agree that so he is definitely overperforming. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so another player that's overperforming that you should sell high on right now is Kevin Hayes in New York. I love Kevin Hayes. Don't get me wrong. I do. You love him. I, uh, I was super high on Very Kevin Hayes and Jimmy Hayes last year. So? Jimmy Hayes still sucks ass. Uh, but Kevin... <laughs> Didn't pay out last year, but he's been uh, he's been great <laughs> this year. <laughs> dude, he's been brutal this year. Destroying Jimmy. No, dude, go look at like go look at anybody who writes about Boston. Before I go off on this tangent about Kevin Hayes, let me just back this bus over Jimmy Hayes. Over <laughs> his brother. Anyways, the whole Rangers team is pretty much bound for regression at some point. Hayes is one of those guys who's going to get hit the hardest. Uh, right now, he's got an absurd twenty-seven point eight shooting percentage. Um, oh, you never heard of the best shooter ever, Kevin? <laughs> he's averaging Sounds less sustainable than me. He's averaging Jimmy? less than two shots per game, shooting at twenty-seven percent. Gives him ten goals on the year. His on-ice shooting percentage, which factors in his teammates as well, is sixteen point two six, which is That's the highest case. in the NHL. Makes everyone around him better. So just uh, Kevin Hayes, if you got him on your team and oh, there's somebody that wants him, <laughs> trade that shit. He's a good player. Also, he is also, apologies to the Hayes family. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I mean, like their mean mom's no wearing her Boston New York split jersey right now. <laughs> she's, a Patreon, she's a Patreon member too, dude. You're just totally torpedoed. Yeah. The Hayes family. Now we're down. So to Kevin Nets. Hayes, 19, 19 points, twenty four games. Show. Jimmy Hayes, one goal, twenty one games. Hey, that minus nine is impressive. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for the first half. Enjoy this new Blue Stones track. They're getting big, dude. They're great. Dude, they're on Monday yes, Night Football. Did Monday you see football. that, D? Yeah, yeah, I told you about it. And yeah, then you just say, tweeted about it like you just it. discovered it yeah. on your own. That was I agree great, with bro. that. I no, agree. I saw I that now. I didn't, I didn't tweet that. about it. I didn't tweet about it. The, the Blue Stone shared it on Facebook. I thought it was new. You know what happened? I was uh, watching an American feed of the Monday Night Football game for uh, reasons we don't need to discuss. And Legal ones. Uh, 
Yeah, so it was it went to commercial and it was a it was a commercial for next week's Monday night game and I was like on my phone because it's commercial, you know, just chilling and uh, I hear rolling with the punches start up and I'm just like casually nodding along, start singing and then I look up and I'm just like, whoa, wait a second, <laughs> this is yes. I'm not listening to the Potter right now. What's going on? I thought so, that Potter uh, and Suits were the only people that had rights to this. I guess that, that means we can use the Monday Night Football theme to open our show, right? Like, it's yeah. just interchangeable now. They're stealing our shit. We'll steal yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways, enjoy this new Bluestone track. When we get back, we're going to give you guys our quarterly fantasy awards, which should be oodles of It's fun. really not what it is, right? It's just a bust and steal at each position. Yeah, essentially. It's basically, it's basically the quarterly awards. Anyways, Bluestones, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 43 of the Daily Faceoff podcast. We hope you enjoy those hot new licks from the Blue Stones. Uh, you know, this is the show that you love to listen to with three guys who are really smart and really funny. <laughs> and, and, uh, and we're very, very attractive, too. You wouldn't know because of our voices, but... You just ruined the South Park inside joke, peeps. Yeah, well, I'm sorry I tried to compliment your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Jesus. Yeah, I can take that. But uh, we're going to move into now what Brock calls our quarterly season fantasy hockey awards, which are really just the biggest steal and bust at each position. But, like, realistically, what are what would you list as the fantasy hockey awards? Like, like uh, best like goalie, the... best defenseman, so rookie of the year. Yeah. But that's not fun right now. Like, with everybody, I, would have, I agree. We'd have, we'd have Brock, the same. I, agree. I, I just think, I I just think the name is missing. I'm trying to be open to the people. Fun. Well, yeah, but those are weekly. Like, it's going to be different. Like, oh. if we did this for the, the quarterly, it'd be like, well, Brent Burns is the best defenseman. Right. Uh, Connor McDavid's the best forward. Like, that, that's, there's, we'd all have the same answers. We'd already be done. The segment okay, would be so, done. Just yeah, to prime no. the listeners, uh, so we're each going to give our biggest steal and bust for forward, defenseman, and goaltending. Um, and this is basically uh, based most off, mostly off of uh, their average draft position, uh, kind of what we expected them to do and how they performed. And it, just to be fair, it, or to be clear, it doesn't necessarily mean... Uh, the best player. Or, like, yeah, who we think is going to be the best deal comes year end. We'll talk about that. But we can't ignore the fact that some of these guys have put up crazy counting numbers even Compared if it's not where they've been drafted for sure. Exactly. They've well, got a steal for them just to this point. But we're also so, going to mention our biggest disappointment. Yeah. Right. Which, which is, let me know. Uh, yeah, we'll do that at the end. And that is, we won't uh, focus on it long because we want to keep it a happy episode, but you know, <laughs> it's basically, uh, was that it's just guys we projected to break out that haven't, which thankfully, uh, for both the listeners and us alike, there, there haven't been many. Yeah. Few and far between. Uh, we're pretty good at what we do, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> so uh, let's get right into it. Bees, why don't you hand me your biggest forward bust to start it off? All right. Um, 
my biggest four. That was exceptionally well done, by the way. Yeah, that was phenomenal. I dug Thanks. every second of that. Learn um, from the best. My biggest forward bust <laughs> is uh, Mr. Johnny Hockey, and people are going to be like, oh, how are you busting a guy who has a busted hand? Um, no. Uh, my thing about Johnny Hockey is his average draft position in Yahoo Leagues was 10th. That's, so people were taking this guy to basically lead their uh, lead their fantasy team to the promised land, and uh, he did nothing of that sort. He came out this year extremely slow off the bat. He struggled to get going. Um, and for someone who's in number one uh, first round draft, you, you kind of need you know him to help you to help carry you. So anyone who would have drafted him potentially uh, really struggled in their first couple of weeks. He had 11 points through 17 games before he did break his hand, as we all know, and only one power play goal. Um, that's where it really hurts. He um, something wasn't clicking in Calgary, and uh, and he was uh, definitely part of that. It seemed like he was trying to play too much for that contract um, to show why he deserved that type of money, and he just was trying to overdo work, things eh? and was losing the puck. He was turning the puck over so much. It was, uh, but yeah, maybe an injury is good. But um, that's the thing about the injury too is he's now out, which hurts owners even more because uh, nothing worse than your first round pick getting injured. And this is a guy a lot of people really did expect to even break out more than he already has. Um, year three for year four actually technically, but year complete three. Um, he's just. I have him, and he's he's my boss. Doesn't have a lot of help, to for, be fair. Yeah, exactly. But just team's been awful. where Everyone's he was awful. drafted, that's just like why yeah. I got him right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, but, he has no help. But we still have faith in him. We do, back. yeah. Coming back, I would totally say uh, I'm going to have him as probably a, a, a buy-low candidate. Right. Because people yeah, if you have the IR spot, I would definitely try yeah, to Definitely just slot him in, let him chill, fix his hand up, and come back. Scoring. Yeah, he's been struggling for sure, but that's definitely a guy that you need to target. Yep. Especially, like, some, uh, I can't remember who it was, but I think it was Suze, actually. Suze was messaging me, he's like, hey, should I trade for, for quick right now? And, yeah, well, I'm like, dude, absolutely. Like, I always, if you have an IR, IR spot open, I always advocate trading for guys that are hurt because there's somebody on the waiver wire that can help you. Like, don't trade for him. He's out for four months. Don't trade for him today. But wait a bit, and then a month before he's coming back, when people are still like, oh, he's still out a month, that's not that big of a deal. I always advocate for trading for guys. So Goudreau's not going to be out that long. That's a guy I'd be targeting because you're never going to get him lower than he is right, right now. And they haven't updated the timetable, but they have so that he's progressing well. For yeah, he was on the ice today. Yeah. There you go. He's skating, he's no skating with a bad finger. Are you serious? How is he doing it? This guy is an animal. <laughs> I know. He was doing handstands on the ice, I heard too, but... <sighs> Not confirmed. What, taping his knuckles. <laughs> but anyways, putting on the foil. You know what? Maybe I'm maybe I'm just an idiot. But I had him ranked at number thirteen coming into the year. So no, average draft was pretty Yeah, I mean, I would have been right there with you, going, yeah, great slot, Brock. He should go thirteenth. But I mean, again, he's busted. So, so D, who's your uh, biggest forward bust so far? Ah, uh, geez, we are just picking on Brock right now. But another one of your boys. It's just the boy of the show, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Yeah, uh, that is your problem. Probably DFO's biggest disappointment so far this year, to be honest. The podcast, I mean, anyway. We were all high on him coming in this year. We were all uh, confident that he could somewhat replicate the 77-point campaign. That just seems so ridiculous now that he had a year ago. Uh, he's got not nine points through 21 games. And uh, surprisingly, his underlying numbers aren't that much prettier. His possession rates are down. He actually somehow has an above-average PDO of 1037. Uh I, I do believe it was more holpy driven than anything else, but he, he definitely doesn't have a bad on-ice shooting percentage. Um, only one point on the power play so far this season, which I think has been an epidemic in Washington as a whole. 
Um, but his biggest issue is his shot production is also down. Only 33 shots through 21 games. Had 193 and 82 last season. He's obviously not a prolific shooter. No more for his playmaking. But he needs to fire more than he has. He's, he's not Joe Thornton. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Honestly, things aren't looking too great for Kuznetsov right now. And he's obviously been a big disappointment so far. Kuznetsov's a guy that I was actually, like, I'm high, I was high on still. Because, like, when you watch him, he's super talented. Yes. Like, I, I don't think, like, this will last. Um, just from, like, the eye test alone, I, he's, like, I don't think he's, I never, I had him projected for lower than he had last year. I actually had him projected for lower than, like, most people. So, I wasn't as high as most, like, his ADP was 20. I had him ranked at 30. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, a round later, yeah, still right. a bust from what he's done so far. But, I, but like, I just he, want to be clear, too. Like, I'm not saying he can't turn it around. I'm just saying he's actually really not playing. Yeah, like through it. these 25 the, games. It's not, games. like, it does. Yeah. Yeah. He's a His, different percentage off than he was last year. Right. Like, the underlying numbers like. aren't really suggesting that he's been snake bitten too much. It's more or less, you know. He's just he's, not that he's good right now. Yep. That's how I would say. Yeah. yeah, he just doesn't look the same. The whole team has just been off for a little bit. Like, they're still winning, but. They just don't look the yeah, same. Yeah, they, they're not. They're gonna come around. They the power play, man. All the it took was the power play is just what's fueled them forever. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about that more later. But uh, my biggest bust so far is Patrice Bergeron. Uh, Bergeron was drafted in the third round on average. Uh, so far, he's only got six points in yeah. twenty games. <laughs> this is a guy that's averaged twenty-eight goals and thirty-three assists over the last three years. Uh, Two thirty, thirty years mixed in there. Uh, so this is just absurd, really. It can, can be attributed to his 4.2 shooting percentage. Also, his uh, on-ice shooting percentage is just a shade over 5. So at, while he's a bust so far, he's also an extremely good by-low candidate because it's really strange to look at a guy like Bergeron struggling this much uh, because you look at the team as a whole, they're not struggling. The Bruins are playing very well. You look at Brad Marchand, 20 points in 23 games. David Pasternak is playing exceptional. Like The team as a whole is playing fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot like they're winning a lot of games because of two guys yeah. yeah. but I mean when you look at 17 points in 18 games for Pashnak 20 points in 23 games for Marshawn those are both Bergeron's line mates I just don't yeah, it doesn't what is it doesn't make yeah. a lot of it doesn't sense add up. No, it doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense um, so through the first quarter of the year he's absolutely been one of the bigger busts at the forward position but this is a guy that who should definitely be bought low because there's no way that can continue right I mean we talked about it like he definitely I think uh Probably not as good as the numbers he put up last year offensively. No, but, but he's done he's it for still, three years. Right, he's still more than capable of breaking 60 points, like, without a question. Yeah. Um, so. And he's one of those guys like Taves who's who's more, is a better real-life player than he is a fantasy player, but he's still, he's, he's not still a, a six-point in 20. Possession God. Yeah, yeah, he's not a six-point in 20-game player playing <laughs> with two guys that are really talented. It just doesn't make, it doesn't add up. Uh, but, D, yeah. we'll go back to you, biggest forward steal so far this year i'm going with the entire forward core of the new york rangers <laughs> any of them pick any of the one you want you're right kevin you're hayes steal. <laughs> you're right, right michael so grabner still hot yep jt yeah. miller every one of them so still through 24 games the rangers have averaged an insane 3.67 goals per game uh and they've definitely been overachieving just a tad they're leading the league oh just a bit uh, as you might expect with 11.6 shooting percentage at even strength and a league-leading PO, PDO apologize, uh, of 103.8, which is almost certainly not sustainable. The highest PDO over a full 82-game season over the last 10 years was 102.5, and that was Tuka Rasbeck's, 
Tuka Rask best season for the uh, for the Bruins that really drove that up. Dominant Bruins. Uh, I lost the year. I didn't write it down. But anyway, so the highest it's been over a full game schedule since 2006 is 102.5. Rangers currently at 103.8. Uh, so I'd expect to see that shooting percentage drop. Uh, it, honestly, there's no way it doesn't, in yeah. my opinion. But that and, top uh, nine is just But nevertheless, seals. every single Ranger forward in their top nine has outperformed expectations to date, and I still think that uh, gets them the nod of being the best deal so far. I'll throw some numbers at you. Kevin Hayes, JT Miller, 19 points, 24 games. Derek Stefan, Jimmy Vesey, 14 points each, 8 goals for Vesey. Michael Effin Grabner, 12 goals in 24 games, only a year too late for the DFO podcast. Yeah. Rick Nash, <laughs> 10 goals in 24 games. Uh, you know, up and down player with Nash. Not totally surprising. Probably one of the more sustainable totals on the team. And Mika Zibinjad had 15 points in 19 games. Which uh, I I'm a believer in Zibanejad. We oh, have absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and we talked out about of the whole of them, I would say the ones that are really worth hanging on to right now are Zibanejad and Nash. The rest of them, you can just ride out this hot streak for however long it lasts. Or you can try to move them if you can. Uh, Vessi, you know, obviously has a little bit more potential too. Uh, harder to judge a guy who's in his first season. So uh, you know, if uh, you've had the pleasure of rostering these fine Rangermen, uh, cheers to a hearty PDO, and here's to enjoying the ride while it lasts. Yeah. Um... Definitely. I mean, I don't. I don't think. Like, I'm not totally sure. But D is a 22.2 shooting percentage sustainable? Uh, for I mean, for, for for Jesus, maybe. <laughs> if you can so bend Michael the puck Grabner, while it's on oh, the way okay. to the net. Michael Grabner, not, he's a solid plus 19 too. I mean, that's just like. That, I feel yeah. like I don't uh, even ever talk about plus minus, but just seeing that number is just like blows yeah, your like, mind. Like, I was actually. I feel like t- like 22 probably has been done before over a full season. Yeah, but it's Michael player. Grabner. Like he's not good. Right, and it's like he's, he's at 22. If, if he's literally Luis Mendoza from right. DJ. If someone finished with 22 shooting percent they probably started with like a 35 you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's going down right. he's a career 10 percent shooter which is like fairly normal but jesus right i don't know grabner's just absurd to me like that just blows my mind how good grabner's been but no and you know what it's we talked about it uh ad nauseum kind of how this is a rick nash year it's a rick nash 40 goal year it's just the way it works too easy uh derek Stepan. Very consistent guy. I like Derek Stepan a lot. Zuccarello, good good player. Kreider's looked really good this year. Uh, Kreider's looked specifically good with Zibanejad. But then you look at some of these other guys, you know, the, the Grabners, the Hayes, the Millers. Uh, I, I actually called a bit of a breakout for Miller this year. But just this is all, all three of them. It's, that's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. Um, just so you know, uh, since 2006, there's been seven seasons uh, where a player has played at least 60 games and been over 22%. And How many times? Seven times? Seven. And uh, Matthew Perot, Mike Ribeiro, Sergei Kostitsin, Curtis Glencross, Brendan Morrow, Jordan Stahl, and Paul Byron are the owners of that dubious distinction. So that, it's so crazy. That kind of tells you just, like, the reliability of that. who just like, bang in. Like, Ribeiro probably had like nine goals and like 30 shots. That no, that year. was his one big year. That was the year he had 83 points. In oh, yeah, he was dope that year. I had him in fantasy that year. It was the best right. thing ever. <laughs> he had 27 goals on 107 shots. Yeah, it's just absurd. It's just absurd. Picking his spots. My um, favorite but, is Sergey Kostitsin, 23 goals on 93 shots. And he quit the league. Beeb's biggest forward <laughs> steal. Uh, Jeff Carter, average draft position 132, which I don't know how, what that divides into 12, but that's a pretty late round. Um, he's currently ranked 5th among uh, all skaters, rank-wise, um, in one of my leagues. I don't know which one it was, but still, uh, I did pretty standard leagues. So, 5th is extremely good. That's a 
obviously top is end that by forward. position or just no that's overall, overall. Oh. and uh the main reason which kind of just mind-blowing to me okay so he has 10 goals nine assists through his first 22 games which isn't totally great but it's the value that you're getting for that 130 second draft pick he has 130 shots on net so shooting percentage isn't that ridiculous it's only 13.7 so totally sustainable for the rest of the year but this guy has six game-winning goals Gross. if you have game-winning goals as a category in your league he's probably won you that whole column by himself at least three weeks he's just been red hot right yeah, lately he's too. uh he's he's the guy in la right now and uh i mean la's never been a, a team to score a ton but he is someone has to score, to score and he is a natural scorer. he's still only 31 um to me he has been the biggest steal for owners and i kind of wish i would have pulled the trigger on him he also has um i mean he's got He's just having a great year. He just scores a ton, man. He's awesome. to say. I love Um, Jeff Carter. Yeah, I do like Jeff Carter. He always performs. Seems like he'd be so fun to party with, too. Him and Mike Richards. 62 years, yeah. (laughs) Just so fun. Who knows what you're doing, Just a bunch of fun, guys. Dude, but seriously, look at at Jeff Carter's numbers. This is going back to 2009. 46 goals. 33 goals. 36 goals. That was... during his time in Philly. Couple off years. Then, then, uh... Yeah, 26? Yeah. Yeah. Then was that the year after the lockout, or what? That's no, insane. No, that was in 0809. 09 46 goals, 30 assists. But then he goes to Columbus slash uh, LA. He picks up 21 goals in just over, uh, in about 60 games. Then after that, so that's 21. Then he goes 26 in, in the, the lockout, lockout year. <laughs> 27, 28, 24. And then this year he's on pace for like 40 plus. Yeah. He's just been, uh... What's he on pace for this year? 37. Yep. He's on pace for 37 goals this year. He's just a natural goal scorer. Jeff Carter's a good guy. He's on pace for, like, regardless. <laughs> I don't know he's a good guy. 22. I'm, I'm totally basing on the fact that I think he would be super fun to party with. Because he's Jeff scores, Carter. He just yeah. scores a ton of goals, man. <laughs> yeah, him and Mike Rich just... So. I play Jeff Carter, like, as much as I can on DraftKings because the dude just shoots the puck. Like, watching, yeah. like, like late night, you're sitting back. You're like, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not in the money yet. Oh, shit. I got Jeff Carter, Tyler Toffoli, and, like... Alec Martinez coming out, then you just then you just turn that game on. And you just watch Jeff Carter just fly around there, like on the PK too, just like ripping shots on the PK. Like, this is awesome. Classic Jeff. Classic Jeff. Who's uh, your steal? Bob? My steal is Cam Atkinson, who was drafted on average in the 14th round in 12 team leagues. Uh, so far, he has 20 points in 21 games. The crazy part. His uh, shooting percentage isn't overly high, just a shade over five. Or his on-ice shooting percentage is just a shade over five. So, like, even the guys around him aren't ripping it up, but they are. It just seems, I don't understand how that even makes Love sense. This baby. Um, so, he's just a guy that's doing really well right now. His, um, But he's not one of those guys like like uh, that we've talked about who are doing really well, but the analytical numbers speak to him regressing Stop. in the near future. It's a guy that's doing this, and it's sustainable. It's 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 kind of baffling. Uh, so twenty points in twenty one games. Cam Atkins has always been a pretty good offensive threat. Um, he's dealt with some injury issues here in the last couple of years, but I yeah, I feel like I'm, he's playing more this year too, isn't he? Oh, his, his not, his, yeah, his playing time's up. Really he he's just literally just he's like the one guy who legit just never moves in that lineup. Like you'll see like. Boone Jenner and Scott Hartnell just like shuffle all the time, but like Atkinson just is so steady. So right now, like I mentioned, he's shooting twelve percent with just over a career high, but on a shooting percentage of just five. Right now, he's playing over eighteen minutes per night, which is a career high uh, for him. So the usage is certainly there, um, and he's a guy that averages over three shots per game. So this is extremely sustainable, uh, and he's just been an absolute steal. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine a guy fourteenth round, twenty points in twenty games. Damn. Uh, but B or sorry D, uh, 
Biggest defense. We'll stick with steals here. We'll, you know, keep yep. it upbeat here. Defenseman steal for you, D. Uh, I'm going after a Montreal defenseman not named Shea Weber, and that is Andre Markov. Ooh. Average draft position of 161. He was only drafted in 60% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, and obviously the addition of Weber's shot on the power play has been nice to him. He's got 17 points in 23 games after uh, totaling just 44 over a full 82. Not just 44, but uh, obviously on pace for a lot more this year. Actually on pace to have the highest Corsi rating of his career, which is interesting to see. Uh, still playing heavy minutes deep into his career. He's over 22 a night. And uh, just a pleasant surprise for anyone who took a nice educated flyer on him at the bottom of the draft. Because yeah. he was going in the 14th round. Over half of his or half of his assists are on the power play too, which Wild. is crazy. But Yeah, uh, it's, it's a J- or Shea Weber effect. Yeah, so. That's where he- <laughs> yeah. So he has um, two sorry, yeah, two goals and eleven assists in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games. So thirteen points in his last twelve games. He had a bit of a slow start yeah. for sure. He's like then they're like, hey, what is wait a second. I had him as when I do my weekly awards, I had him as last week's top fantasy defenseman, just stats wise. He really oh, was. Yeah, dude, he was uh, ridiculous. Pick up an apple scary. like every single game. But yeah, yeah. like because even at the start of the year, like he wasn't really playing with uh with Weber on the power play like full time, and then they're like, wait yeah, a second. Boy, like, hey, yeah. this worked really well with him and PK. Yeah, let's Maybe. just try this. And then it literally just turned into just Who saw it coming? Assist City. Who saw it? But Assist City. Yeah, dude. Two yes. goals, eleven assists in his last last twelve games. That's tight. It's absurd. Uh, but Biebs, biggest defenseman steal. We guy. Um, this is someone I stole in all my leagues, and I've never been more impressed with myself. Zach Wierenski, um, out in Columbus. You kind of mentioned him earlier. Thank you, Brock. His average draft position was, uh, and this isn't doesn't make any sense. I have six hundred and thirty three, so that's definitely not a thing. Yeah, because he just wasn't drafted. So he just wasn't <laughs> drafted in general. Um and he's currently ranked the sixtieth best player across the whole league. He has uh he has sixteen points in twenty one games and that's uh being held pointless in his last three. So technically before that he had sixteen points in eighteen games. We obviously those games happened. We can't take that away. But still sixteen points in twenty one games from a guy who was coming in as a, a flyer pick for a lot of guys, a waiver wire um, he has 59 shots on goal. That's pretty good for his first season. Shows he does have confidence. His eight power play points from the back end and three power play goals. Three power play goals from a defenseman is pretty freaking huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, most times, goal uh, forwards are going to have three at this point of the year. Your top end forwards, so uh, maybe a little bit higher. But still, um, across the board, he's been one of the best defensemen in the league. And, that, again, this is coming from a guy who you most people didn't draft. No. So um, anyone who's not drafted and is putting up nearly a point per game, um on a Columbus team is, uh, yeah, you more than deserve my steal of the year. Uh, please keep it up, Zach Wierenski, and I can keep winning fantasy hockey. It worked out well, yeah. definitely. You, th- thanks, Brock, again. October 13th. Can't believe we haven't seen Wierenski's own percentage skyrocket yet. Kid is a stud. He's going to play mad minutes. Probably As 12 day. seconds later, Mike, everybody Mike's picked him hockey up. <laughs> team picks up Wierenski. Yeah. Oh, man. I just made the biggest mistake ever, though. I just signed it into Twitter on daily face-off right after I... I didn't even totally butcher that whole oh, Anderson thing, but fir- first tweet, day. you had Anderson as likely for Toronto after he was announced as backup. Done with your sight. The guy's like fourth career tweet. Like, hey, yeah, go like, home. You still have an egg as your picture. Okay, yeah. Hatch already, bud. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have done that, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, my biggest defenseman steal so far is Cam Fowler. Fowler, 14 points, 7 goals, 7 That's assists earlier. in 23 games. On pace for a career-high 50 points. Uh, Fowler is doing this all kind of admits some some brutal trade talks 
you know, in the preseason, offseason. Uh, and then he kind of took over as the number one D-man in Anaheim because of a Hampus Lindholm contract holdout to start the year. Uh, he's kind of taken the job and run with it. Uh, hasn't really looked back. He's playing like over 23, 24 minutes a night right now. Shooting uh, a nice percentage. Picking up assists at a really nice rate. Fowler's literally just all in all kind of... He came in as probably the number three Anaheim defenseman behind Vatanen and uh, Lindholm in a way. Yep. Maybe number two. Uh, but he's really kind of just surpassed both of them. And Fowler's the guy to own. We his, kind of expected his, this in previous years, and he just kind of never did it. Yeah, so I mean, see. well, his rookie year was absurd. He had 40 points in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of just fell off the boat after that. Yeah. And then, But he's really he's in a nice spot right now. He's playing huge minutes. And uh, looks Andy really good loves him. him. Pardon? Randy loves him. Oh, yeah, Randy, Randy has a history of riding his top pair. Yeah, and, and he's averaging over two shots per game right now, which is nice from a defenseman. Um, and occasionally you'll see the nights where he picks up four or five shots a night. He's really – it just seems like he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. So uh, I don't know what his ADP is off the top of my head, but it was definitely uh, low. And yeah. uh, and he's, has, he's been a steal so far. I'm just going to keep going uh, and start with the biggest defenseman bust. I have Mark Giordano. Uh, he was drafted as a top 15 defenseman, but he currently sits tied for 40th among D-men with just nine points. Uh, but it's unfortunate for Giordano and his owners because he's shooting at just 1.8%. Um, so there's better days ahead for Mark Giordano. Yeah. He's another guy. Buy low on him right now. Uh, Calgary's really just had a, a rough start to the year. It might not uh, It might not get better to the point where they're going to make the playoffs, uh, but it should get better in terms of goal scoring, and, and obviously that translates uh, back into fantasy. Uh, so ho- hopefully once Kudrow gets back, Mark Giordano, it's only a matter of time before that shooting percentage uh, starts climbing a bit. He had a little bit higher than normal shooting percentage last year, but I mean, even if he if, even if it goes from 1% to 7%, uh, that's his career shooting percentage. It'll help a ton. Uh, D, biggest fantasy bust uh, from defenseman. I got John Carlson. Uh, average draft position of 56. He had 39 points in 56 games last year, 55 in a full season the year before that, uh, and currently has no goals and eight assists through 21 games this year. <laughs> Unlike his teammate Kuznetsov, he seems to be more snake bitten than anything else. No goals on 50 shots. You all can do the math for what that makes net. his shooting percentage. Uh, and that's after posting back-to-back seasons with a shooting percentage of over six from the back end, which is nothing to snark at. Uh, I think the power play, like we said, is hurting Washington more than anything else. They're down to 15% from 22% last year when they were a top five unit in the league. Uh, and they really do have just way too much offensive skill on that team for that to continue, you would think anyway. They're running the same system. Uh, I, I imagine it will come around to some degree. They're way better than the 19th unit in the league, which is what they've been so far this year. And uh, I'm definitely more optimistic about Carlson turning it around than Kuznetsov, considering if he shot at his normal pace, he would be probably a little bit over a half a point a game right now, which is fine for a fantasy defenseman. Still not what we have come to expect from Carlson, but he's not that far off is my point. Um, but he's definitely still been super disappointing uh, to this point for fantasy owners, considering he was taken in the fourth and fifth rounds. Yep. Um, I definitely think... <laughs> Beebs just had to walk me off a ledge. I was going to write back to that guy and ask him if he wanted his money back for using my website. Like but he ready to karate <laughs> chop his hands. Like the stuff he was writing was ridiculous. <laughs> It wasn't bad. I just asked, I just wanted to know if he wanted his money back. It wasn't bad, but it was just like, you know, I just don't even feed into it. Bro. Yeah, I know. I just have a hard time when I get fired up. Yeah. Like, get a life, man. 
Anyways, uh, <laughs> Beebs, who's your biggest defenseman plus? Um, this guy's been exactly what his nickname says. Um, this is Shane Gossespierre, the ghost. Oh, he's uh, just been a ghost out there. A total ghost on fantasy teams. No, actually, he hasn't had that bad of a start this year. Four goals, seven assists, 11 points from your D-man. Um, where I kind of don't, where he's busted for me is the ADP of 53. Um, and for me, a lot of forwards go early. So he he was taken, I, I think it's, I believe it's like 10th or 11th best defenseman and when you're going with that a lot of people are choosing this guy in a 12 team league as their top defenseman oh yeah and he definitely hasn't performed as a top d-man he's definitely had a sophomore slump and as we mentioned earlier he did get scratched he was the eighth, um, eighth highest draft yeah, see for people like it's like he's getting he's getting ahead of people ahead of shea defenseman. weber roman yossi yeah some good some good bodies um i definitely uh i just, I just don't think ghost Spare is as good as people thought he was he had a great year last year he's an off, he's a phenomenal offensive talent, um, but it's starting to show with the rest of his game out in Philly right now, and that's why he's getting. We kind of warned people about him. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely a, a high risk person. You know, there was a little too much hype after last year. Yeah, it happens though. And uh, and yeah, he's just been uh, he's been a big bust for me, especially for you know a number one team and on fantasy teams. All right, let's rip through the uh, the goalies, Beebs. We'll stick with you. Biggest goalie steal, uh, Craig Anderson, and uh, I couldn't have said this any happier because you know this is a guy that I think everyone's hoping would have a great year. But he, really, I hope he's going to end up being an all star. Yeah, he really has performed at an all star level though. His nine thirty, sorry, his nine thirty after last night's five goal shelling. He did have a nine thirty six before last night. His that was his best save percentage since it, uh, he put up a nine forty one in the lockout year. So Craig Anderson is having. Arguably, he's one like the of, Rick Nash of goalies. Yeah, exactly. He's having arguably one of the best seasons. <laughs> of he's just his the career. goalies of goalies. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's a thing too. <laughs> yeah, and another thing about Anderson that that I've really valued in him, although um, owners might be getting mad that he has been, you know, casually going on the IR for one day stints, all that. He's still started seventeen of the team's twenty-two total games. He's taking a big load out in Ottawa, and he's carrying that team right now. Um, yeah, and if, they've had honestly, some, smart owners not to cut you off these, but will take no, advantage absolutely. of that. Yeah, exactly. You put him in that IR spot. You pick up the Peter Buda of the night. You know, you pick up guys like that that you can still put in, or even a winger, whatever, anywhere. Fill your fill your lineup. I was I actually did it today because he was put on the IR while we were doing the show. They put him on the IR for that. Yeah. Well, it's he's on the out, so I could put him on my IR plus. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh he's one of those guys where so far through the first quarter to me, um his value has been there. He's his ADP is ninety eight. Um, so there's a lot of goalies who were taken before this guy. Hondo P. To a lot of teams, he was expected to maybe be a third second goalie on the roster and he's performing like a number one goalie um a number one fantasy goalie i mean by that because obviously he's a starter um so yeah. for me craig anderson fantasy all-star right now 20th drafted goalie on yahoo yeah crazy he's been great d biggest steal in net Sergei Bobrovsky coming off Bobrovsky! the season last year. That saw him struggle to just 15 wins Wasn't with a rehearsed. 275 goals against yeah. average and a 908 save percentage Bob was drafted ridiculously low coming into the year. So uh, 133 ADP, going on average behind the likes of Freddie Anderson, Robin Lehner, and both of the Islanders goalies, Grice and Halak, both on average went above him, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, he's come out flying, obviously, has bailed out what some might call questionable coaching decisions from towards, posting a 2.09 goals against, a 9.30 save percentage, on route to 12 wins in 19 games. That's second best in the league. Uh, looks to have regained his old form and just another classic example of goalies mean voodoo. <laughs> no, Bobrovsky, like, he's always been just good, right? Like, everybody knew that he was good. He just The dude just could not stay healthy. Right, um, but his numbers are actually super down over the last two years. So. Oh, yeah, last year he was really bad. Right, and I think he was super but, average. But, like, he, he still needed to be drafted, 
like as a solid number two option. He like the way he was going was just not even close. Like he was still. How do you, how do you take a timeshare in New York or Brooklyn? Sorry, before you take the number. You know what I mean? It just yeah, no, make- I agree. It's just. I basically okay. had him ranked as one of like the lowest. Like I th- actually probably the lowest guy that wasn't going to be in a timeshare. I'm looking at my draft. I, I was trying to yeah, assess. Yeah, that it. sounds all right. It, like he was just right ahead of like Flurry and Halak and, and and those guys. So like it, mm-hmm. basically it was like, hey, he's sketchy, but he's like the only thing was always just injuries for me. Yeah. Just like yeah, there's always yeah, there's always potential, and it's but, still you know, it's still scary that it could happen. That's but, just uh, but the healthy like, quarter has been great. So difficult to predict year to year if your name's not. Oh yeah. Price. And then uh, biggest goalie steal for me, Peter Budai. Budai was in the AHL to start the season. He's now tied for second in the NHL with 12 wins. That's just one behind the And that's with an injury in between there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But yeah, he's posted a 204 goals against average, but just a 917 save percentage, which is pretty pedestrian. But that just goes to show what our boy Dylan Dubershum has been saying for years. Jonathan Quick just really isn't that good. The Kings are just like they're just a whole different world of defense. Like, well, like honestly, the whole the different best, world of the best team at suppressing shots. Yeah, it's um, insane. In the over the last decade or so, for sure. And yeah, so a nine seventeen save percentage equates a two oh four goals against average and a it really should in twelve minutes. <laughs> it's it's insane. I mean, 917 is still solid. You're happy with that. Right, but just consider the fact that... There's Brosky goalies out there with a 209. Yeah. With right, a is that what it was? 209? Yeah, with a 948 right? save percentage or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. But uh, I'm again, to speed things up, I'll just go right here. Biggest goalie bust for me, Ben Bishop. Uh, I was not nearly as high on Ben Bishop as a lot of people. And obviously, by looking at his draft position, basically everybody... Uh, I think I had him ranked as like my eighth or ninth goalie. Even that was probably a little bit too high. Bishop was the second goalie off of the board. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was honestly ahead of like Carey Price. I think it was like yeah. Colby Bishop Pr- Price, which is insane. <laughs> Pr- um, but Price was hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, but Bishop uh, was second goalie off the board. He's already started to lose playing time to Andre Vasilevsky. Bishop has an ugly 304 goals against average and a dismal 902 save percentage. Could not have gone anywhere for Bishop owners. No. And uh, he's only going to keep losing playing time. As we kind of mentioned, I think that I think if I was coaching that team, I would let Vasilevsky go for a bit here and right. just kind of. But see. if you're running that team, you want Bishop to try to rebuild his value. No, for sure. And, and it's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, you know, differ between coaching management, and that's the way it really should be. You got one guy focusing on the day to day, and one guy focusing on the overall scope of the. Franchise. And like, I don't think like like I don't think like Bishop's best days are behind him, or his trade value is nope. plummeted. Like Bishop will figure it out. I mean, that Always whole team does, has yeah. struggled a little bit. Like, but Bishop will find his game. But I think, like I said earlier, he just needs right. to kind but of it, work for it. But if he has these numbers come trade deadline, it's going to be drastically lower than what they could have pulled for him a year ago, right? Oh yeah. no, for sure. That's that's one hundred percent the case. I just I have a hard time believing that if we if you if we revisit this in February, that uh, Bishop's going to be sitting there with three hundred four goals against and nine hundred two save percentage. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, Beeps, biggest goalie bust. I don't I don't even want to say this because it hurts me so so freaking much. It hurts my heart. Simeon Varlamov is the biggest goalie bust in my mind. Um, and he was drafted pretty late, uh, 134 ADP. Um, he was still drafted, though, by a lot of teams. And this is a guy who's just played like pure crap. Um, 904 save percentage. Just pure crap. Three, Personification of crap. All, yeah. Um, 904 save percentage, 308 goals against. And uh, that's 
the 308 goals against um, is only worse than four other teams in the NHL uh, per game. So he's, he's that's teams, obviously. But I mean, 308 is just a uh, an awful number. And what's a- and what's happening in Colorado right now is there's someone in Calvin Picard who's actually bound to take his job, and I think essentially run Varlamov out of town because I could see that um, him becoming a product of the Vegas Knights next year. Just the way that Picard. They're gonna end up with like Varlamov. It's, Bishop and <laughs> it's gonna be good. Um, and Flurry as a goalie yeah. tandem. Picard is twenty. Barlamov is gonna go to the AHL. <laughs> he probably. I mean, uh, this is year thirty season, so he kind of you know he, he is bound for aggression, but maybe not this much. And Picard has a nine twenty save percentage compared to his nine oh far. Uh, Picard has a shutout. So Varlamov has two surprisingly, but he has just been so hot and cold. Yeah, there has a great. That's game. like literally just Varlamov oh, in a nutshell. Always, but uh, you know you expect a lot more great. Well, he's in a nutshell. Bad. Um, he, he's been like you know the, the five spots have just been. <laughs> How many examples do you need? Oh yeah. Um, so Varlamov, anyone who's owned him is night in and night out. Like, why the hell is my save percentage so bad? Oh yeah, I played Varlamov tonight. I think uh, I think that Mike Babcock probably should have listened to uh, to myself and Paul Hendrick. I don't know, D, if you're watching the game, but the Leafs yeah, were down dude. two nothing in the first 49 seconds, yeah. and they're down Straight three nothing after, after I didn't know one. It was the first 49 a couple of X Leafs. Yeah, Freddie Hamilton scored 19 seconds in. Chris Versteeg scored 49 seconds in. So, uh, way to go, Jonas Enroth. I'm pretty sure that this is going to spell the end of days for Jonas Enroth in Toronto. Sadly. Is Kari Ramos still there? He's chilling, man. Yeah, he is still there. No one knows the deal with Kerry Ramos. Well, no, dude, the one day, it was so weird, like, it was so weird the one day, like... He has a stall. Yeah, the reporters walked in, like, holy shit, Ramos got a stall. No, I think, like, it was just, like, his his agent is just, like, friends with, like, the Maple Leafs, basically. And, no, he's friends with Lou. Yeah, Lou, yeah. Which is Godfather. (laughs) M-O-S-C. But, uh, do you go... We'll go with you. Who's your biggest goalie bust? Brian Elliott, uh, incredibly high hopes coming into yeah, what was no seemingly was, yeah. a totally uncontested number one job in Calgary. Had an average job position of 70. Uh, and he has somehow since lost control of that job to Chad. Chad, John. don't call me Ocho Cinco Johnson. That's the guy. But you know what? He's actually played really good. Very you know? well. Tip your cap to goalies being just ridiculously inconsistent. <laughs> uh, struggled out of the gate, like I said, and played himself out of the starting job. Posted up three. 35 goals against, 885 save percentage. Those are both well below average, as you might expect, giving him just three wins in 13 games. I was excited about Brian Elliott. I really thought he was going to just do well. And his numbers, he literally had, like, the best save percentage, like, in the NHL during his time in St. Louis. But, I mean, like, obviously. It just seems like such a safe pick, too, right? Like It just seemed like a solid number two. Like, done deal, number two. Right, he's going to get you two to three starts every week. No... Chad Johnson's not going to push for stars. And like even even like Elliot, it was just like okay, like yeah, his his save percentage might drop, schools against might inflate a bit, but like it's going to go to like two point four and like a and like a nine eighteen nine twenty. Yeah. It's almost like he's playing like he did when he played for Colorado. Yeah. Oh wait, he is. Yeah, he is That's exactly how he played. But uh, biggest Colorado. disappointment, Beebs, who is one guy that you were kind of expecting to have a little bit of a breakout year, and it just has not materialized at all. Um, I think that this is someone who came as a lot uh, as a huge shocker last week when the news of his demotion was announced. Um, Dylan Strome for me, third overall pick behind Eichel. I hope the Strome parents aren't listening. I know. I'm just gonna get early. Your sons are had great potential. Um, <laughs> I mean, Dylan still does. He's only 19, but he was picked behind McDavid and Eichel, and he was kind of expected to jump in the, in the league this year. And and you know, there wasn't anyone in front of him mm-hmm. in Arizona who could really 
take his spot and keep it there. It, it just it, it seemed like the cards were lining up for him to be at least in the lineup. Yeah, seven Get games, time. six shots, one assist, demoted to Erie, scheduled to play for Canada at the World Juniors, which is going to yeah. be super dope. So unless you have an OHL fantasy team, this guy isn't helping you whatsoever. <laughs> and this is someone who I would have even oh, said, you, you know, maybe take a if you're in a bigger or deeper league, take a chance on him late rounds. Best thing ever, he goes down to Erie. He has ten points in three games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's absurd. Um, yeah, Mitch he, Marner levels. Yeah, he's Numbers. doing pretty phenomenal. He is a great player. Um, he's going to be a great player, but it's just for me. I expected him to come in this year and at least you know 40, he kind of was like points at least be a fantasy. Maybe hey, I'm going to keep this guy for next year. No, it seemed like the consensus was Matthews line A are like the front runners for the Calder, and Dylan Strom was like that. Every, yeah. everybody's dark horse. <coughs> Can we talk about who my Calder pick at the start of the year was? All three all the Maple Leafs. It was Mitch Marner, guys. It was and like all three Maple Leafs. Yeah, and what the hell's happening? They're all in top five they in are, rookies. They are playing well. Yeah, so, but I picked oh, I picked Travis Konechny, and he's what's way good? better. What's really good? Boys. He, Travis Konechny is the best rookie in the, in the league. <laughs> Bar none. I might as well just I might as well just fill off of. Beep what Beep said because I again I hope the Strom parents aren't listening, but my biggest disappointment so far is Ryan Strom. Oh. Uh was obviously very high on him having a bounce back year. I talked about him a lot preseason. Um and it's not even close to happening. Uh if he messes up, basically he gets scratched. I'm pretty much putting this more on Jack Capuano than I am <laughs> on Ryan Strom. Yeah. I still think he's great. For why he for whatever reason he's not playing with John Tavares. Like, you're shit. I think they have like Eight wins. He should just... I would be putting Ryan Strom on the right side of John Tavares for the next 10 games. Why would you want to put your two most skilled players together, Brock? That's stupid. I don't think it's that dumb. It's not. I was no, I know. <laughs> I know. I just, like... It doesn't make any sense. Like, he... Like, just put him there. Be like... I go talk to him and be like, Listen, we're shit. We shouldn't be, but we are somehow. Because our we're dumb. Because You're going to play with John for the next 10 games. If you rip it up, you're going to stay there. Yeah. If you shit the bed, then you're going back to Bridgeport and, or we'll get rid of you, whatever. Like, you just, you have to give them a chance. Instead, they're like, we're going to put uh, Jason Tamara up there with uh, Tavares, maybe Cal Clutterbuck, uh, see what that happens. Flawless Capuano impression. I don't even know. He looks like he lives in a car, so maybe that's how he talks. I don't he know. lives in his pool house, Grant, Garth Snow. Yeah, he's, he's just living in Garth's yeah, pool house. show's going way <laughs> but Honestly. D, who's your biggest disappointment so far this year? Obviously, no Maple Leafs. Uh, no. Which Leaf has been disappointing? Uh, Go ahead, I'll wait. Matt Matt Martin. <laughs> no, he's been good. He's got four points. Yeah, that's that's expectations, been, yeah. man. He's, uh, wins so over. this one, Morgan Riley's been disappointing. He hasn't played. We're on not. The we're not going in this because this episode oh. will get half an hour longer. So. No, we're not going. I just. I was just. That's that one that I thought of. D, go ahead. Uh, so this is kind of tough for us here at the Daily Faceoff Podcast. Oh, no. all, we all like to talk about how smart we are, but I think we can all say we've gotten this one wrong, uh, at least to this point. And that's Adam Henrique. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. We expected so much. Branford and Windsor Alert. He's Best got the double factor for him. That's, love. <laughs> that's why we were high on him. He's nothing to do with his hockey town. I swear he was where he's We did gone. say he, uh, he did shoot ridiculously high last year at about 19%. We basically that, only hyped him if he was playing with Taylor Hall and it didn't happen. Yeah. So. Right. And uh, we said 
we did say that you know it would go to mitigate the probably regression that was bound to come from the 30 goal season and we could maybe see him slide in at 25 or something like that but uh you know what just hasn't ha- happened obviously hall's been injured but uh you know hasn't had the desired effect we were hoping for 10 points in 22 games this season uh only four Whoa. goals yeah good thing is he's still shooting about three shots a game which is actually really good for a centerman um but his shooting percentage has obviously dropped. Worth noting, he is a career 15.5 shooter, which is really impressive considering he's top 200 shots three years in a row. But uh, So I, I guess don't be surprised if you see his production pick up a little bit, but I think it's super unrealistic to expect him to get anywhere near 30 goals at this point. All right. I agree. I agree. We, we're pretty much wrapping this one up. One thing we're going to talk about, I kind of reached out to everybody on Twitter and on Daily Faceoff today asking for some funny-ass team names. There's a lot of really good ones. So, our other quarterly fantasy award is best team name from a listener or daily faceoff user. You have to admit, we did have some really good ones that we cannot say. On yeah, the there are some funny ones that are just like totally not. They're like illegal for the air. Yeah, just like illegal for everything. Yeah, but they're like, hilarious. Should, they're great. Be yeah, no. but uh, so I'm gonna start it off She's here. Take them. Um, B- D's probably gonna change his name to this after this, like as soon as this episode's over, because yeah, he, he loves both of these guys. But uh, as a huge Eminem slash Marshall Mathers fan, Martyr Matthews LP, that comes to us from JT Mills on dailyfaceoff.com. Mitch, or Martyr Matthews LP, obviously copying the Marshall Mathers LP. I thought that was a great name. D, what's your, uh, what's your fantasy hockey team name of, uh, of the first quarter? Brantford Bias kicking in. Uh, I'm going to go with Lil Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Although it's not really a team name at all. I just thought it was funny. Little Wayne Gretzky. And that's from just Dennis like, SDP. You know yeah, like they're probably borderline like the two most famous Waynes in the world if you don't count John Wayne. And I've like literally never even, like they've never crossed my thought of it or my mind at the same time, right? Just yeah, such polar opposites. <laughs> so I, I kind of imagine Gretzky like dressed up like Lil Wayne and it really made me laugh. It was like, awesome. Two feet shorter than what he is. It's great. And beeps. It's a fun image. Before we headed over to the Blue Stones. Also one that, you know, hits close to home. Um, soft dump in the corner. <laughs> Sent in by uh, by Wheeze guys or Wise guys? It's Wise guys. Wheeze guys, like Dale like Wheeze. Wheeze guys. That, that's, that's, that's actually better. a that's even better. Twitter handle. It's, um, it's actually his name on the site. Oh, on the site, actually. All right, probably but, uh, Soft dump in the corner. Made me laugh. It's just so funny. Like, yeah, just, like, super good. Wheeze guys is also a great fan of soft yeah, dump he, in the he's corner. Doing, he's doing real well for himself right yeah. now. But anyways, those are – thank you, all, everybody, for uh, sending in your best names. Some of them probably would have made it to the show, but they were just uh, they were just too much. Yeah. I mean, I dropped – I think we dropped three or four F-bombs on the show today, but sometimes you just got to – I mean, I can bleep those out. If I bleeped out part of somebody's fantasy team name, it just wouldn't have the same effect. So, anyways. I'm not trying to offend any of our lawyers. <laughs> no, no. And I'm Brock Segan. To my left. Beeps Bondy and Brantford Dylan D. Birthday. Here's the Blue Stones. Enjoy. We'll see you guys back here next week. So I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I die. I'm out of money. I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision arrows. I'm out of money. I'm out of time. Sing your hearts out. Sing it loud. Make me happy.
planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.